What's good, people? It's your boy, Icarus Gray. And this is Gray Area Anime. And we are back for another one. What's good? This is going to be the most wonderful podcast of your day. And I've heard that it is dangerous to go alone. So I choose you, each and every one of you, to come along with me on this anime journey. A journey of uh, discovery. A journey of friendship. A journey into the deep recesses of what anime truly can be and is. And, uh, yeah, it's just me today, but that's okay. Because we're going to get through it with some amazing topics. Some very, very amazing topics. Um, If you're watching this on YouTube... Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe so that way you can get all of your daily anime needs uh, from Icarus Senpai so that I can teach you all the things you need to know about anime. Like, comment, subscribe. If you're watching on Twitch, why don't you hit that follow button? If you hit that follow button, you're watching live right now. You see the chat down there. So everything you post is going to come up here too. And then up in uh, this this corner here, when you follow, something amazing happens. I'm not going to tell you. You just got to hit the buttons and see. And it'll be great. But uh, yeah, so make sure you do that on those platforms. If you go to my Twitch page, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and all of those different things over there. So yesterday... Uh, or in the previous stream, we discussed some of the greatest mangas of all time, or at least the ones that I enjoy. Today, I think I want to talk a little bit about what I'm into. Uh, oh, oh, wait, I did, I did it wrong. We're gonna talk about what I'm into. Uh, see, see what I uh, y'all saw? How, okay, it popped up. So we're gonna talk about that. Today, the anime that I'm currently into, and then at the end of this, I'm going to give you guys a couple suggestions on some uh, animes that I think you should watch that would be fun to either watch by yourself or uh, watch with a girlfriend. Um, If it's like your first time trying to introduce somebody to anime, these are some good entry-level things. So currently, I'm really really back into wait hold on I gotta do it right back into wait nope nope over here back into I show 21 and I've said that for a couple of streams and I wanted to put it in the podcast and I wanted to put it on uh, video with all of the new uh, loving technology that I've worked on over here um, me and Prima Diva aka the wife um, have been re-watching Eye Shield 21, and man... Hey, listen. 
It's still as good as I remember it. Um, it is just one of those sports animes that I think warms your heart. And I figured that since I'm doing it this way, that I should give you a little synopsis that I should tell you kind of what's going on because that's what a teacher does. We, we teach, you know, we, we, we teach the things and it would also be great if I had hit record on my OBS. Oh man. But luckily for me, this records over on Twitch, so I'm just going to use that. Anyway, back to what I was doing. So here's the plot. In Tokyo. You with me? Because, of course, anime. Well, not all of them are based in Tokyo, but you get what I'm saying. A weak, assertive boy named Senna enters the high school of his choice. Diamond Private Senior High School. Senna's only remarkable physical abilities are his running speed and agility, which are noted by the school's American football team captain, Yoichi Hiruma. Hiruma forces Senna to join the Damon Devil Bats as its running back. But he wants to protect his identity. So to protect his identity, he gives him, he gives him, an eye shield. Like the great Barry Sanders or LaDamian Tomlinson of his day. And yes, yes, Mr. Munchwill made it in the comments. It is football. And it's just amazing. And it's also, I think, amazing for not only beginners to football, it's good for kids. Because in the middle, you know, all animes have their break. Uh, they do questionnaires about different parts of football. So it even teaches football to the youths and people that are watching. But I love this anime because uh, Senna's growth and maturation is really, really um, just cool. And I'll say more verbose words here. Uh, but it's a great ride to join in on. Uh, you see this guy who didn't know a lot about himself, didn't know a lot about what it was he wanted to do or what it was that he wanted to be. Um, because for years, he'd allows, allowed himself to be a, uh, allowed himself to be bullied. And so with that, uh, he became really good at going and being a gopher. So he would run really fast to make sure um, that he would not... Um, Mess up, you know, and get beat up and stuff. Uh, also, shout out to my guy, Dr. Dabenstein. Uh, if you have not uh, checked him out uh, for your, um, I stay in the uh, West Coast now. And there are, uh, you know, some things that you can do out here that you can't do in other parts of the country. And I would, uh, I would check Dr. Dab out on Instagram, Dr. Dabenstein. Uh, and make sure you follow all of his different uh, Instagram platforms because it's going to be beneficial to you if you're in the down south, uh, if you're in the deep south. So go and check that out. But um, yeah, I was really impressed by um, iShield 21 because Senna's growth 
is just astonishing in the way that it kind of roots for the underdog. I love the underdog. I'm a big rooter for the underdog. That's a big motto over at On The Mat Music Group, which I'm a part of where I do my music, is we make music for the underdog. So an anime for the underdog is even more amazing. And this one deals with football. Um, and as I talked about yesterday, the thing about football is, or sports animes in general, we love playoffs. We love in America. We love the playoffs. We love our team to be deep in the run. We love that tension, that intensity, that this game could be your last. And anime takes that and sprinkles it over every episode. Uh, the inner monologues and, and everything else that they have are very, very in-depth. And they break down a lot of different concepts, um, you know, with the inner monologues and stuff. And it's funny and it's hilarious because you're like, this game shouldn't take this long. He should have been tackled 15 minutes ago. But it adds to that tension. It, it adds to the artistry that is sports. They eloquently show all of these things that we would probably consider boring. On a grander scale, something that I think we can ride along with. Um, it's really, really dope. If you have not watched this, it's something that you should check out. As I'm re-watching this on Crunchyroll with Prima Diva, I've just regrown a love for the sports animes. And if you uh, go to the Twitch and check out last, uh, last episode, um, you'll see that there are some interesting things that you'll learn about Haikyuu, uh, the volleyball anime, as well, or its creator, because I talked about creators and things of that nature. So now, let's go to the next anime that I'm into, which would be... Wait, oh, I did it wrong. Here? Okay. The time I got reincarnated as a slime look guys I don't know what else to say about my guy Rimuru but uh, man he is amazing I I was not um, overly thrilled with how the first season ended I thought it was a bit premature and I thought that the um, tension that I was just talking about that you get from sports animes was largely lacking from the series. There wasn't a moment where you felt like Rimmer wasn't going to uh, tackle everything. But to give those of you who may not know anything about the time I got reincarnated as a slime, let's start off and get to the plot. Satoru Mikami is an ordinary 37-year-old corporate, corporate, ooh, corp, corp, corporate worker. There we go. Living in Tokyo, uh, he is almost content with his monotonous life, despite the fact that he doesn't have a girlfriend. Man. Mm -mm -mm. During a casual encounter with his colleague, an assailant, an assailant, I said an assailant, an assailant pops out of nowhere and stabs him. Uh, while succumbing to his industry, his industry, good God, man, I cannot talk today. Uh, his injuries. Um... <laughs> because of his injuries uh, He dies And he hears a voice in his head And he talks with the voice And the voice uh, Ends up Kind of unlocking some powers for him uh, When he regains consciousness From when he died Satoru discovers that he's been Recovered uh, Good God Reincarnated as a slime 
in an unfamiliar world. At the same time, he also acquires newfound skills and things, and he's able to kind of uh, basically Kirby everything. So anything that he eats, he gains the power of it or or some form of, of that. Um, and it just becomes really, really dope because he is a person who is for everyone. So because he is an obvious monster, but he's a human on the inside, he wants everybody to kind of get along. So he ends up building a village and uh, you end up seeing all of these kind of RPG elements and and things. And they mix them in so well. The characters are loving. uh, They're funny. They're all pretty dynamic in a sense. Um, Season two, is is where the tension ramps up, but you get a lot of world building in the first season, which I think is really, really good. Um, it does something that Overlord does not, and I don't like I was okay with Overlord, but I'm never okay with the uh the numb hero. The numb hero just doesn't uh, get out of here. You feel me? Get out of here. Um and shout out to Munch Will Made It Again for the fact that there is mention of purchasing manga. We must support our manga cuts because that's how you get new animes on TV is your physical support of the physical properties and then they want to animate it because they see that the popularity of uh, things have risen. That's how you get um, something that you've been reading for years to get a season two is you support. Same way that if you want to support me Make sure you hit that follow button, which is that heart, because something magical happens here. See how I'm get my hands mixed up, but here, when you hit that heart and you follow, something goes on up here. And it's really cool. I worked on it for a long time. Look at that. Oh, wait. I need to move him back up here. Sorry, Kirby. See that? Kirby break dances for you. And it's cool. So if you're on the live and you want to see those kind of things, make sure you go to twitch.tv slash Icarus underscore gray. If you haven't already. I told you guys the production is growing. And I meant it. But yeah, that time I got reincarnated as a slime um, is basically really, really cool. Isekais are huge in the industry right now. We have a million of them. And the next anime we are going to to discuss is Talk Op Destiny. So let's get to that. And I'm just going to give y'all a, a, a quick little ooh, brief synopsis on that, which is a girl who possesses the power of great classical scores, a place that contains the secret to creating the music crowd and restoring harmony to the world. But now the enemy's assault has reached its peak of fury. Humanity is on the verge of falling into the apocalypse. There is no light in Symphonica. The conductor Ashahina talked, just keeps sleeping as if waiting to be reunited with his destiny. That day he meets her. Fate is here. Now, I don't know about you, but that just sent chills. Chills down my spine. Me and uh, Primitive were watching this the other day. First episode. Episode two is out today, which I will be watching later on today to talk about tomorrow. 
But um, this anime is basically like the world has been rid of music. So y'all know I love music. Y'all know I do music. Uh, in fact, Dr. Davenstein, if I have music together that you can check out uh, somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, probably on one of my albums, Joe Vember, or on one of his albums, uh, which is really, really cool because we're dope rappers. Probably better than your favorite rapper. Indeed. So music in this is is important. Um, when you start playing music, these dark beings start coming kind of after you. But the way to f- defeat them is music. And there's this, uh, the girl that I just spoke of, um, she's like a, a robot kind of thing. Her name is actually destiny, which is hilarious. Um, and they fight together and he's like a conductor. He does this thing, uh, to give her her armor and her power that you can see in the, um, in the art there and his arm disappears. And then, um, she gets a conductor's uh, baton and and he uses that to orchestrate. You see what I did there? You see, you see what? Hey, listen! Did, did you, you know? No. Okay. But anyway, uh, it's amazing because I love music and I especially love classical music. And in the first episode, this is how they knew they sold me. In the very first episode, they end up playing. Uh, one of my favorite songs, which is uh, Moonlight Sonata. And I was like, okay, cool. You got it. I'm here. I'm in. And it's it's turning out to be something that's really, really cool. Um, they're going to be here for the music. We're going to be here for the ride. We're going to be here uh, riding along with people. And I think that that's a really dope, um, really dope thing. So... That is Talk Op Destiny. Let's go on to the next one, which this is. Guys, listen. So, okay. I watch a lot of East Guys. I get it. But they're really good. This one is the world's finest assassin gets reincarnated in another world as an aristocrat. I'm going to give you the uh, synopsis of the plot, and then I'm going to tell you why I liked it. The protagonist is an old man who had lived his life as the world's greatest assassin. Due to his advanced age, it was finally decided that he would be able to retire. However, those in charge, so to speak, uh, the syndicate, the the, the people that were uh, over him, did not, however, want to let him retire easy. So what they did was they murdered my guy. And... uh, when he's murdered, he's awakened by a goddess who wanted to reincarnate him into a world of swords and magic because she needs his skill set to prevent the destruction of that world at the hands of the hero. Uh, accepting this request, the protagonist awakes as Lou Tuatha De and swears to finally live his life to his fullest as a human and not as a tool. Um, he's somebody that's really, really stuck to his job. Like he, there was, he would not have ever ratted the syndication or the, the Yakuza or whoever he was working for out. But because, you know, it's just like being in the mafia, you know, when you in the game, there's no, when you're in this family, there's no getting out. 
And I'll make you a couple offers that you can't refuse. You you understand me? Cannoli. Chicken Parmigiano. Bertoli. Mm-hmm. Those are the Italian words I know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's really dope. Um, the anime actually doesn't even start with the fact that he's reincarnated. It starts with kind of like the operations and things that he's running now. Um, he stops this um, reggaetone. Thank you, Dr. Devenstein. That's another one. Um, he starts, they're, they're doing this operation to save these girls that are being auctioned off. Um, so basically, you know, save our girls. And it was really, really amazing to start there and the anime does a good thing. It doesn't start in like this grotesque thing where they allow somebody to be raped, attacked or whatever the case may be in the first scene. They just let you know that these people are really, really bad. And then the people that uh, his team of people that are going to be probably introduced in episode two uh, are there to help him out. But it is fuego. I'm telling you guys, it's, Fuego. You, did you? Okay. But it is indeed Fuego. Yeah, I said it too much. But anyway, y'all get what I'm saying. Um, I really, really enjoy it because it just seems like it's going to be really cool because he was so cold and calculated. Um, They sent a new person with him. They sent a new girl with him. Um who was trying to learn in the industry and they sent her literally as a pawn to die. And that's another thing. So I think that's going to come back into play because the anime has a good way of, um, no one's introduced majority of the time without having some kind of purpose. And I'm pretty sure that you will probably find out that she's been, um, reincarnated later on. Next. Remake our life. Now, Hey, hey, what? Stop it. Sorry, PowerPoint was tripping. I got it together. I had to whip its ass. Get it together. All right. So this anime here is entitled Remake Our Life. This, (laughs) um... To kind of break it down in a very simple way, it is the butterfly effect um, or like Tokyo Revengers, but not as uh, intense um, currently. It's more slice of life, which just means that it's more about uh, the interpersonal dealings, uh, emotional things, relationships, not a lot of fighting or there is no fighting. Um, It's about like college life so to speak, and and grasping that which you hold dear. The synopsis is Kiyo Yahashiba, who worked at a game company, had his dream shattered and decided to return to his parents' home. But after waking up, it was 10 years ago, which is 2006. So this is going to hit home for me in all kinds of different ways. But for some reason, he was attending the arts college that he had given up because he had not decided to go to arts college. He had decided to go somewhere else. Um, But what happens is he 
goes back in time. He goes to this college and he's able to um, be with all of the people that have inspired him. So he is the one on this. He's here. And then these people are the ones that have uh, supported him. And those people are because I realize that all you people cannot watch this live, but you should. And you should subscribe, like, comment over on YouTube if you haven't already. Um, but Aki Shino, uh, Nanako Kogori, Suriaki Rokunoji, uh, Maki Hashiba, Aiko Kasikawa, and Misakai Kanao. All of these people, oh, yeah, it is Kanao. All of those people are very integral to his life later on. Um, it's the equivalent of if you have people that are mentored uh, or that mentor you um, in a way that like you love their music, like you're a fan of them. Um, I'm a fan of Lupe. I'm a fan of Joe Budden. So that would be the equivalent of if somehow I went back to when I was in high school and I made a choice to go to a music school and somehow I was able to work with both of them. Um, and what happens with this is he goes back and he wants his life to be better than what it was. So he's super focused. He doesn't have a mindset of a kid in college. He has the mindset of a guy that's worked in the real world. And so when he tries to go and help and he tries to go and um, be of service, so to speak, he ends up basically just kind of ruining everything because He's not allowing people to go through the emotions and things that they would naturally go through. He's trying to fix everything. And so it kind of taints um, different relationships. And it's a wild ride, but it's something that I think you guys should check out. It's really cool. It's something that I think if you uh, have a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever you got, whoever close family member, this is something you should watch with them because I think it's something that. Uh, will either make you question, um, you know, what it is you got going on and it'll kind of refocus you to the things um, that you like and or love. But nonetheless, it's really, really good. I was very satisfied with the first season. I hope they make a second one because I need some more. But next on the list. This is hilarity this is science fell in love so i tried to prove it it is literally about two people uh shinji yukimara and ayami himura are young but extremely brilliant data scientists it's, it's like sheldon um and both of them strongly believe in math as the most powerful instrument at mankind's disposal to understand all things so when Ayami suddenly confesses her feelings to Yukimara, he decides to start an ambitious experiment with his whole team to answer the question, is it possible to explain something as complicated like love using a mathematical approach? And then hilarity ensues. And it goes from there. They, <laughs> it's, it's the funniest thing. Like, so in this picture here, they were testing, you know, when you slam your hand up against the wall and get close to somebody, does your heart rate raise? And so when they first did it, you know, it's cute. It's like, ah, they get it. And then they keep doing it. And they do it so much that she gets used to it. So her heartbeat stops racing because it's not sporadic. 
So then to them, that says that it's not proven that she loves him. And they do a whole lot of that. So it's simple things that you and I know in terms of going out on a date or, or awkward things, things that we might learn and kind of get through, they just sit in and start experimenting with it. So they do it like a million times, you know, like compliments um, and all the things that like are naturally, uh, well, that are natural to us, uh, but somehow is, is science to them. That's hilarious. Uh, I think it's something that you guys would really, really enjoy. And you should definitely check out uh, Science Fell in Love. So I tried to prove it. What we got next uh, uh, on the list, which would be, uh, or we've gotten to the, um, yeah, so that's all, those are all the, stop moving. Oh my gosh, this PowerPoint. Yeah, I'm going to cut that from the video. But anyway, so now we're to the point in our, um, in this episode so to speak, where I'm just going to suggest some things. The first half of that was everything that I'm interested in currently. These are the things that I'm watching. Um, the rest of these are things that I think that you should watch. If you had not already added these to your watch list on Crunchyroll or wherever you're watching your anime, you might be watching it on HBO Max, Funimation, or wherever you get your anime from. You may even be just buying these things. So first on the list is one of my all-time favorite animes. Yes, it's that good to me, uh, which is Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. Listen, I'm going to give y'all the plot, and then I'm just going to start gushing about why I love this series. Uh, Sakura Asagawa's life takes a turn for the unexpected when he meets a teenage actress, Mai Sakurajima, dressed as a money girl, wandering through a library and not being noticed by anyone else there. Mai is intrigued that Sakata is the only one who can see her, as other people are unable to see her. Even when she is dressing normally or attempting to stay away from her celebrity life, she's a, um, a popular star that also goes to school. Uh, calling this phenomenon adolescent syndrome, Sakata decides to solve this mystery while continuing to get closer to Mai and many of the girls who suffer from adolescence syndrome as well what this anime does is it takes all of the things that we went through um in high school or the anxieties and makes them tangible problems a, a physical kind of apparition kind of thing so her thing was she wanted to be noticed and this doesn't spoil anything but she just wants to be noticed for who she is um, and a lot of her choices, she wants to control her destiny. And so we do all of that. We figure that out. We figure out what's kind of going on with that. And I think that it is really, really dope. Uh, a really, really amazing um, anime that you guys should check out. There is a movie that is also attached to it. And listen. Um, okay. So there are a few anime that have ever ever made me cry um technically on my hand i can count three one is ace dying in one piece that got me two is something we're gonna save for uh the next one that we're gonna talk about which is the anime after this and three would be this uh not only did the original anime hit me in the fields there's a movie attached to it that man 
listen, I was not, I, I, I was not prepared. And the, the name of the movie um, is Rascal Does Not Dream of a Dreaming Girl. And y'all, bruh, I'm trying to tell you, like, you invest in these characters and you don't really know what what that's going to be like as I, <sighs> me and this thing. But anyway, it's really, really amazing. All the girls that you can see on here all have uh, some part of the adolescent syndrome. And it's really cool how they flesh all this stuff out. Um, it's a great, great light novel. It's something that I think you guys should check out. The next suggestion that I have for you is, again, the second anime that has made me cry, which is Run With The Wind. This anime is one of it's a sports anime without all the extra stuff. So there's no there's inner monologue, but it's about a cross country team. So uh, Kakaru, which is a former elite runner at his high school, is chased uh, for stealing food. He is saved by the Kansai uh, University student Haji, who is also a runner. Haji persuades Kakaru to live in their old dormitory, uh, where he plans to team up with his fellow residents, all these people who live in there, to enter the uh, Hakone and Kiden Relay Marathon, one of the most prominent university races in Japan. Kakaru soon finds out that all of the residents, except for Haji and himself, are complete and utter novices. This is college life in a nutshell and they use their sport to kind of just give them that focus and that drive. It's essentially like this team of hodgepodge people have all of these different pressures and Haji sees things in them like he sees in Kakaru that they don't know because they've all gone into their different things. Like every, uh, the twins here have different desires. Um, the guy, um, the, oh, I say the guy, I need to say people's names, but it's fine. Anyway, there's all these different people on the team is what I'm trying to say. Uh, there's manga lovers. There's a guy who wants to be in the corporate world. There's another guy who's pretty old and smokes cigarettes a lot. There's uh, obviously the Kenyan black guy who randomly ended up in Tokyo because, of course, we do. We have to end up in all these different places. And it's so beautiful how they show this anime um not only is the animation beautiful but the progression of the story um the way in which they grow the way in which they're chasing after this goal together and learning that life isn't fair sometimes um that you have to push through that you have to focus on the things that you dream about and that's something that i think this anime does very well so if you're Looking for something chill to kind of watch. This would be my suggestion. I also think it's a good suggestion to watch while you're working out. Last but not least, my last suggestion to you guys in this episode is uh, Love is a Cocktail. This is an episode, This is an anime that is like eight minutes or four minutes or something like that. It's really short. There's They're quick episodes, but it's about this couple. And um, matter of fact, let me give you their names. Uh, it's about Chisato Mizawa and Sora Mizawa. Um, and they're this cute couple. She works really, really hard 
and um, <laughs> he makes her drinks. Like he's a, you find out later that he's a bartender. Um, but the way you find that out is really cute, really cool. Something I suggest you do. But the cool thing about it, and the reason why I say it's a good couples thing, and uh, me and uh, Prima Diva suggested this in our previous episode of Gray Area Anime, which you can subscribe to on all streaming platforms that you listen to your podcasts on. Um, the thing that they do is, so while you're watching with your your loved one, they give uh, recipes at the end for these drinks. And I think that's really cool. So not only it's really quick, so it's not something where she's like, eh, I don't know how I feel about this. It's quick. It's in, it's out. And then you get something that you can do uh, as a couple. You can go off. You can learn this new recipe. I think the first episode, I think, is Peach Bellini. Um, I think. Or it's lemon something or other. It doesn't matter. It's good. It, it's good. Uh, something that I think you guys should try out. Um, but. Those are just a few of the things that I recommend to you guys or that I continue to recommend to you because I think it's something that you should check out. Um, And in the next episode, we'll do a little bit more um, of that. I, however, I'm going to stay live on Twitch and talk to the people that are in the chat about animes that they watch and things. Um, But you audio people can't be a part of that if you don't go and subscribe to twitch.tv slash Icarus Gray um, and try to subscribe to all of these social platforms. The YouTube link is on there as well. So if you miss it, you don't necessarily want to watch on Twitch. You can watch these episodes on YouTube. So I'm going to end the audio portion and then we're going to kick it over here live on Twitch. So come join us. I invite you. And also we'll see you next time. Peace.